This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. This month, Sorcerer will release their new album, Lamenting of the Innocent, via Metal Blade Records. With Lamenting of the Innocent, the band let their influences shine through, breaking up the epic doom with flavors of prog, post-metal, classic heavy metal, and hard rock. Purchase your copy now at metalblade.com slash sorcerer. Once again, Lamenting of the Innocent, the new record from Sorcerer. Purchase your copy now, metalblade.com slash sorcerer. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petr Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey, little friends out there. How are you guys? I'm your host, Petr Spych. I'm always joined by... My name is Brandon Hahn, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. And... Sylvia. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's the Sylvia. And make sure to follow our other co-hosts, Joslyn Sharp, J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N Sharp. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Joslyn Sharp. Follow me, guys, if you want at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This week, I got Daniel from Chemists on the show. We are here to talk about their new mini album, Doomed Heavy Metal. It's out right now, guys. It uh, features probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, cover that is ever done by Dio, and that's Rainbow in the Dark. They fucking knock it out of the park. We're gonna play that after the interview, guys. But before we jump into that interview. Let's talk a little bit about the Metal Sucks News. That is our new sounder from Static Backs. Make sure you support that band, guys. We're playing it twice for him because he sent us a sounder. So if you guys want, send us a new sounder from your band. And we'll play it as well on the air. So first story we want to talk about, guys, Phil Labonte from All That Remains. Many have considered him a little bit of a firebrand. Every time I listen to him in interviews, I'll be honest with you, he seems very composed and he seems very like intelligent with his opinions. Yet people love to jump on what he says. He does say some wacky stuff on occasion, but this time he compared Nickelback to Metallica's Load and Reload albums and people <laughs> lost their fucking mind. Now... I'm going to be honest with you, and you guys both work at a radio station, so I know you've got more Nickelback in your ears than I have. I've never actually listened to a Nickelback record. You've never heard of Photograph? Look no, photograph. I'm not saying I never heard a song. Oh, I never okay. actually heard a record, uh-huh. like from start to finish. And that to There's me, so much sexier with something in your mouth. Is that a yes. Nickelback song? Yeah. It's okay, see, this is all Miss yeah. Aldi, so we can stop yeah. this. So we can stop this yeah. right now. He interrupted my singing. <laughs> yeah. Were you singing the Nickelback song? Yeah. Oh, I, I, again, I just said I don't know any of this shit. <laughs> it's like you guys telling me what like uh, Post Malone does. I have no idea what that guy but does. The thing is, though, is now we have an inside joke with all the Nickelback fans that are listening to Metal Sucks News, and I'm sure there's maybe one <laughs> that knows the songs. They may not like it, but they know the songs. Hey, what was on Joey's head? Go. Um, so Load and Reload by Metallica, as we all know. I'm sure there is a Nickelback song on those records, but overall, I highly doubt that they sound like Nickelback. What do you guys think? I think the comparison isn't ludicrous. He said sonically they sound the same. Let's just use his verbiage. He said sonically those records are the same. That's what he used. I don't know what that means. I'm going to say that I think the reason why he even made that comparison is because this was the first time Metallica went into it with the idea of doing radio-friendly songs. It's very which commercial. Is, that's when they cut their hair. Yeah, yeah. Right. and that's exactly what Nickelback did their entire career. Yeah. So to to the so the the comparison does merit some. You know, it does warrant some... I remember a lot of people saying that there was that Soundgarden rec- record down on the upside and people comparing, like, they're like Metallica sound like Soundgarden now. They're trying to sound like Soundgarden. And I did kind of see that comparison yeah. a little bit more because they do have that mix of songs all over. I'm, I'm specifically talking about, like, I guess down on the upside. Yeah, you're um, right. Like, like songs like Pretty Noose and stuff like that, the way they said but that does Nickelback remind me of, of Load, Load and Reload, Reload right? Yeah. But Nickelback, I don't even hear anything like similar at all. But again, again, that's why I don't want to comment because I don't know. Again, the reason why I kind of, I'm not going to say he's crazy for the comparison. Not that I well, 100% it's an opinion, agree. so it's not a big deal. Yeah. But I, pe- people lose their mind over opinions. It's so maybe funny, he man. Said, maybe he should have just said, it's, it's very commercial. Yeah, like yeah. Nickelback, yeah. and let's also 
not forget that the guy is a conservative person, and he the second he says something, all it is is clickbait. Yeah, and all people these jump people, on him. Yeah. and all these people with their uh, political opinions are going to take that into consideration when this guy makes an opinion. Yeah. He did say in in the article or that I read is that it, it's not a far stretch to hear Nickelback sing a song like Fuel by Metallica, but I think it is a far stretch to hear Nickelback sing a song like Fuel from Metallica. See, Fuel by Metallica would sound like a Nickelback. Song oh, see, I'm wrong. So I, that's, I, that's I, why. I'm trying to like picture it in my head. I, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Because like when you hear when you hear Nickelback's like faster paced songs, mm-hmm. that is the type of song that they would make. Hmm. So it, again, it's not a crazy comparison. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, when you look at Metallica and then you look at Nickelback, which I think is unfairly classified as a joke band. I mean, I don't like their music, but at the same time, when you are constantly selling out everywhere you go, you're doing something right. You're doing something right. So again. I don't want to sit there and pile on all these people like, oh, Nickelback or whatever, but, and I just think it's the fact that, look, you're looking at Metallica, one of the big four bands, yeah. one of the bands that ushered in heavy and thrash music, and you're comparing one of these bands that is considered a joke to them. Yeah, I mean, I can see why people, people get up in arms. Hurt. And that's what it is. You can't compare like an iconic band to a band that I guess is a punchline. Right. Nickelback's been a punchline, but like you said, it doesn't matter. Their records, their songs, yeah, and go their fans. Ahead. Go ahead and laugh while they're on, while they're on the way to the bank and probably banging your girlfriend backstage mm. because yeah, they have that song that. Rockstar. Hey, so look, they, they know. got money. That's what I'm they saying. Know. They got money and fame. Would you date a Nickelback fan? Yes. Why? Dude. So would yes. I. I'm just saying. I'm not, yeah, matter, I don't right? care what she likes. What about Creed? Shut Ooh. up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. There's a van that we're all like, nah, no. nah. No. You, you walk in the, the car. Yeah, we're like, yeah. what is this? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> Creed I record. Or I can't do Creed. I'll never do Creed. Also, I never heard a Creed album in its entirety, but I know this, I know the hits. Yeah, yeah. What and if you're a better person for it. And Alter Bridge is a really good band. No, yes, that was Creed, band. but that's not Scott Stapp. No, oh, it's, that's it's the problem. That's Mark Tremonti no, and, no. Uh, Miles and Miles Kennedy. Yeah. And look, you can talk to rockers and metal enthusiasts world-renowned. They'll all give those guys props. They might not like the music, but you can recognize talent yeah. when you see Alter those Bridge guys. is good. Creed is horrible. That's, yes. that's the weird thing. It's like it's like three members of Nickelback without Chad Kroger went on and made a really good band. Dude, there's a reason why... I just why, don't see it happening. There's a reason why Slash has worked with Miles Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Tremonti has worked with Miles oh, Kennedy. Oh, you're giving him like, all the credit. I'm just saying... It's all Miles Kennedy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying there's a reason why this guy is sought after by some of the greatest musicians in the Scott game. Stapp. Yeah, they're yeah. not working with bums, you know? Uh, I gotcha. And even I though you. I will say Scott Stapp's record, the last song that, that we played on comp, I was like, this is way harder than I thought he was going to do. You know, I'm not going to say I like the okay. song, but what a it was compromise. harder. What a compromise. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, the next story I wanted to jump in, and there's always story headlines that you kind of have to reread to be make sure that they're correct because you're like, okay, that grabbed me. I got clicked on that. And that is Striper's Michael Sweet and LA Guns' Tracy Guns are making a black metal record. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Now, hair metal bands, we can say. Obviously, LA Guns is from that sleazy Los Angeles hair metal scene, and then Striper, you sometimes, know, Christian Yes, hair sometimes metal. the word of Christ needs to be spat out of a growl. They do in Revelations. Revelations? Yeah, yes. Revelations is that's the, in the apocalypse. That's in the Pop- Bible? Yeah, it's apocalypse. I didn't know that was the apocalypse. I think that's a, the, that's oh, the wow. apocalypse. Me and Pete have... <laughs> No, I went to I went. That might be a bad Catholic. We 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 went to Catholic school. Me and me and Sylvia yeah. and I had we had religion class, mm-hmm. so I had to learn all this stuff. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I remember I read the Bible from and boy, cover did it to cover. Stick. Look at you. Well, <laughs> like Revelations, you hear it every time. No, a, uh, every time there's a devil versus uh, angel movie, there's Revelations is always in it. We've seen it a hundred times. It's like the Revelations. It's the apocalypse. Oh no! What's Jesus going to reveal? A brand new car. Hey, there's good morals. I'm not, I'm not going to talk shit. <laughs> What's yeah. behind number two? Revelation. Reveal it. Revelations. That's so dumb. It I'm not good. following. Now, this. you never do. Go ahead. Did you get this? <laughs> yeah. All of it? Yeah. It's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. But the fact that it went completely over your head is my favorite part. So Michael's <laughs> Michael Sweet of Striper. Okay. Uh, black metal band. So obviously... This is this sounds like it's going to be a project that these guys have been in the music industry for 30 more 30 35 years. So obviously they know what a band's supposed to sound like, but black metal side projects don't work because they're obviously kind of not true cult or whatever. You have to have kind of like a uh, I don't know, man. This sounds like it's going to be fucking horrible to me. Black metal has to come from the underground. Yeah. If, if that's not your black metal enthusiast. From hair metal guy. <laughs> right, right. Like, like if, if black metal enthusiasts 
don't if they if they find out you weren't black metal all the way through they They're will they, they will hold that against you and what, what there is no crossover artist in metal what seems fan like. base what what fan base from um you know striper, striper or and, la guns is going to yeah. be like holy shit these guys are they sound like emperor yeah exactly. i don't think it's going to work out yeah really? hey guys put down the hairnet and uh let's go get some white and black makeup and Anyways, and so some spiked gauntlets. Do you I, uh, know the name? No, no, no. He, this is this is just an interview that Tracy oh, Guns okay. did, and he said that that they're doing that. He said, "This is I'll read what he said. I huh. love black metal. I love black metal more than I love a lot of other things because black metal has a certain element of Randy Rhodes in that people might not really identify that, but I always have." Randy Rhodes is in black uh, black metal. Maybe just the speed metal. If you sped if you sped up Randy Rhodes, if maybe you sp- if you, <laughs> you sped him up, <laughs> if you tweaked what he did yeah, and made you, it sound a certain way, you know, that's black metal. If you tweak what he did and change the tuning, and uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sure it he would sound on, just like black metal. He went on to say, "There's something about the double picking and the way the chords are structured and the weight of the music." Okay, maybe he might have something there. Again, that's inside baseball talk. I just like to press play and listen. Mm-hmm. This guy's talking about like a, another level of musicianship that I can't get behind. This to me sounds like when uh, an old artist is trying to tell you how amazing some young pop star is. Look, man. And they're like, dude, they're really, really great. Have you heard that amazing, amazing whatever? I'm not going to say a name. But the point is, and then you're like, oh, dude, are you serious? I'm going to tell you this. You know? I was laughing when I heard about D. Schneider mm-hmm. trying to put out well, a hardcore record, was it? That was amazing. What do yeah, you mean? We that, had him on the no, show. No, when I heard yeah. it was happening, oh, oh, I was okay. like, D. Snyder, what? Then I heard that record, uh-huh. and I was like, holy shit. This is this is excellent so metal. Yeah, that's, think, that's the best record. So you think that, yeah, but again, all, that was written, it's, though. That was written by Jamie Josta. I know that. I know that. But all I'm saying is. So if this is written by Isan, you're saying it might be good. All I'm saying is, is I judged, and I was wrong, Okay, and it sounded great. So again, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment until I hear it. I'm right. not. I think it's gonna be. Horrible. But if he comes, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> You're cur- I'm curious. Curiosity doesn't mean something's good. This is well, a horrible I know, but- idea. Yeah. I, mean, I really <laughs> don't know. I really don't know anything about LA, LA guns. Really, I, mean, I, I I have their first or record. Striper. It's good, solid. I don't have any striper. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'll stand by the first LA guns record. I don't know the first one, but the the self titled one. I love it. So, anyways, uh, I'm just saying, I've been wrong before. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll see how this plays out. The next thing I want to talk about, guys, before we jump into our interview is that sales of musical instruments and gear have spiked during the coronavirus lockdown. So I believe it. I love that. I love that people are like, I'm going to learn. You have to learn new shit when you're in um, lockdown. Quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. When you're, when, you're, when you're in house arrest, pretty much, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. But yeah. Um, what do you guys think? I love it. Is there going to be a lot more bands after this? No. Or is it just, just like... I don't think so. I think it's just because they a lot of people don't have anything to do. So I think yeah. people are going to do a lot of covers on YouTubes and stuff like that. That's kind to, of a way to go now. I think it's good to develop a hobby. I love it. No, it's yeah, great I idea. think that's awesome. Great well, idea. first off, let me just tell you. If you're going to play guitar, you have to dedicate yourself to it. We're talking hours and hours of getting the muscle memory down and everything. Yeah. So to, the idea of them picking up the guitar and then jumping into a band as soon as this one month and a half long quarantine was over is not going to happen. I I think uh, once this quarantine is over, that's where their passion, so to speak, is going to be challenged. Have you guys bought anything that's like a a new hobby that you've been like, I'm going to get through this during this time? Uh, I mean, I've been I've been baking. Baking, That's baking. My wife, mm-hmm. my wife has been cooking a lot more. Yeah. Um, I mean, like just a lot more dishes and recipes yeah. and stuff. I've been doing uh, uh, graphic arts and stuff. I've been doing that for a while before this, but, but I kind of really dove. But in. I really dove into yeah. it, you know, and I'm getting all right. I've been um, homeschooling kids, and no, I've done nothing. I've been played. I played wow. video games more, boy, than I you, ever have. Wow, that's good to see that you grew a little. <laughs> nothing, bro. My, yeah, I, you didn't grow at all. I'm telling you something right now. There's a lot of people like me that have a zero time to even sit down and watch Netflix at all because you are virtually, you know. Oh no, no, no. Doing all Here, that stuff. Like, I have no time, bro. I was talking to my zero time. I was talking to yeah. my buddy uh, Brian about Pete, and I go, "This guy." Um, there was one time Pete where being a dad like got to him and he was just like, Oh my God, I don't know. And I go, Oh God, you're human. You're finally <laughs> fucking human. Yeah. Like, it never, he never, every time he hears somebody bitching about their kids, he's like, dude, your kids, you don't talk like that. But finally I saw him. He's just like, 
<laughs> I did an interview, next week's interview. I did it at 1.30 a.m. in the morning so I can have, you know, no, no, no kids running yeah, around no and trying to, no distractions or whatever like that. And my son, sure enough, walks in. He's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, during the interview. <laughs> And, uh, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? And, I mean, it's a, she heard it, and she's like, oh, is that your son? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like he's in the interview. Right. I'll cut that little part out, but the point was is that, like, yeah, it's it's really hard to, to for me, in my situation, it's really hard to do anything besides focus on all those. Because when you're a parent, uh, I, I I didn't realize this, but, like, you're always last, right? So everybody's got to eat before you. Everybody's got to be happy before you, before you mm-hmm. get to yourself. And then when but you're at work, but dad gets the big piece of chicken, according to Chris Rock. Um, it's actually, and that is true in my house as well because I eat the most probably. But the yeah. point is, is that when it's all said and done, when you when you juggle all that stuff, and it's your turn to left like to sit down, and that's the hardest thing when you're, uh, I think, have a lot of people. You don't sit down. You sit down to watch a movie for two minutes, and then someone needs something, so you got to get up. So you just keep moving. When you have the time to sit down, it's like you just fall asleep. Right, just spent. And so I get so much done during my work hours, errands, all the kind of stuff. I never realized that before. But now when you're like in lockdown, you're like, shit, dude, I don't have any free time. Right. None. Except for my jump rope and my running. That's about it. So I get out like for 30 minutes twice a day or something. Well, yeah. So so one hour a day you have to yourself. It's like taking a lunch break. When everybody goes to sleep, we'll sit down and we'll try to watch something. But like I said... You pass uh, out. Well, I got the baby. I rock the baby to sleep. Uh So I'll rock the baby and I'll put him down. And then you want to be as quiet as possible. So the TV, you got subtitles on and you Uh, pass out. You don't even have music. See, I know what you mean. Because sometimes when I'm rolling a joint... Mm -hmm. and Keep it going. And, you know, I just... I do get a little tired. I'm like, oh, God, I'm so beat. You know, like, oh, I have too much. It's like all this... I only had six hours of free time today like that's I, what am i gonna I you know it. how am i gonna be able to get through tomorrow mm-hmm. but you know what though but the thing is though is i find a way pete i find a way yes good for you yes man. thank you man i'm, I'm glad you do i'm glad you do and i'm glad see. you're baking yes it's i'm not baking i'm ordering a bunch of food from places that are needed yeah. <laughs> but man i've spent so much money on food this month <laughs> like, well, it's, it's not insane. like my baking is like delicious treats I feel oh, like it doesn't matter, dude. I'll tell you right now. I, I used to like gluten free and like healthy ish. Oh, I will tell you. I've, this. Do, I've done the healthy food uh, baking thing, and, and, it, and I just it, I, it's it, they, they don't taste good, right? I, Since that, I, it's yummy for me. <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens to me. See, I can't eat it out anymore because we've been making food at home, yeah. and now when we ba- pay twenty dollars for a dish, mm-hmm. it's not good. It's not good food. Mm-hmm. It's been frozen. It's been. It's just not enjoyable. No. So now, but I will say that this time has, you were talking about things. I mean, I'm learning, uh, I'm getting better at barbecuing. I'm getting better at cooking as well, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, my wife's. And plus you have like all that free time to like actually, you know, focus on what you're doing. That's the one thing I will say that has been a positive is I've learned how to be more self-sufficient. You know, it, okay. and, and because I've learned how to be more self-sufficient, it's really helped out my pocketbook. Like you were talking about paying for restaurants. And that's a great thing that you're doing, by the way. That is a tremendous thing you're doing. But I just I don't I don't I don't make the kind of money Pete makes. So it's like uh, no looking at my bank account and looking at my uh, credit card statements at the end of the month and then comparing them to what they were like uh, two months ago when I was on that grind and everything, but I was also doing comedy. I had extra money coming mm-hmm. in. It mm-hmm. was like, dude, like I was blowing so much more money just by eating out every day. Yeah. I, I didn't realize how much we were spending, but I'm like, wow. Cause it's almost like every other day that we're doing like there's healthy, like there's healthy food restaurants that we're ordering. I got to tell you the food's great. And, um, it makes, it gives me more time at the end of the night. Cause we don't have to cook. If that makes sense. Yes. It, it actually gets me to at least get through one episode or, it took us four days to get through War of the Planet of the Apes, which I've been trying to get through for like three years. I was disappointed with it. I'm just letting you guys know. But it I was, love the first two. Yeah, the, you didn't like the third one either. I, oh, I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the third. I one. was. I didn't like it, but um, it wasn't horrible. But I just. It took us four days. And I love Woody Harrelson. Four days to get through that movie, dude. And yeah. I'm like, wow. And I don't know how long it was. It was a little over two see, hours. My problem but like, is that's that's virtually what's happened see, back in the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. See, my problem is yeah. I'll watch a movie like that and yeah. then. I have to like binge watch all this TV till I fall asleep. Of course. So, I mean, you could keep on bitching, Pete, if you want. Uh, I'll I'll stop. (laughs) And then usually at about, at about, uh, I'll fall asleep at like 9.30 and usually about 12.30 the baby wakes up and I feed him and then he wakes up again at 3. And yeah. I mean, dude, waking up every morning with no bags under your eyes. 
guys. Dark I don't, I don't, with no dark that. circles yeah. and actually getting more than uh, six and a half, uh, getting more than three and a half, four hours of sleep. I yeah. mean, you guys, it's, you know, you, you, people think it's so easy, mm-hmm. but yeah. you try it. <laughs> I don't want to. With that wonderful <laughs> stuff, guys, I'm happy. I'm happy. I know I'm you good. are. I'm very happy with everything in my life. It sounded like I was God. kind of bitch a little bit there. But <laughs> Pete always has to let everybody know. No, yeah. I'm not bitching. I'm, I'm not bitching. bitching. I'm not bitching. Yeah. I'm first Disclaimer. generation American. I'm first generation American. <laughs> I never bitch. I am. I'm first generation American. We do not bitch. You don't. We don't bitch. <laughs> you don't. I'm, 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 hey, you want to go back to the Balkans? You would have been 12 with a machine gun in your hand killing people. Oh, that's true. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. You know, and which is actually is yeah, true. Here's a shoe, <laughs> here's a shoe <laughs> string. Use it as a, gu- a gun strap. The Civil yeah. War was happening in my country yeah. when I was here. So. Oh, luckily, God. you know. So the point is, is that no, I never bitch. Anyways, with that though, let's get into my interview, guys, with Daniel from Chemis. Sorry for the delay, man. It's believe it or not, work is crazy during <laughs> the pandemic. Um, I uh, yeah, I I am an essential job, as they say, and yeah, it's it's double the work because you have to do it from away. It's it's a little it's a little insane as on my end as well. I feel so not productive though, just between you and me. Oh, is that true? <laughs> I don't feel. I feel like man, I can get all this done in like eight hours. It's taking me sixteen Skype meetings. There's all these things that just oof, man. It, it's, it's yeah. yeah, no, that's that's a real thing for sure. The the Skype meetings are are usually not really. And then you know, yeah, you do a lot of emailing and stuff where normally you would just like maybe walk into a room and have a conversation. Boom. Um, and that can be pretty inefficient. Exactly what you said. And I don't know, I'm going to you know, say this right now. I don't know about you, but I'm listening to music during the Skype meetings. I'm on mute until it's my turn to talk. And then I'm, I'm like, sorry about that, guys. And then I jump in. Everybody's doing that. <laughs> Everybody's watching Netflix. We're, we're, none of us are fully focused on what we're supposed to be doing, man. That's the way I see it, because at least that's what I do. So I don't know. If I, I'm you're... definitely getting that from some of the, the team members. So I do like um, engineering and drafting, and I'm working on a on a project that's like a parking garage, mm. man, I'm working 12 hours a day over here. <laughs> and that's what it's like. And I don't know, do you have kids or, uh, or yeah, not? I do. I, I do. I have an, I have a, well, 12 yesterday. There you go. Congratulations. 12. So you're doing the, uh, the homeschooling wall working type of deal yes. that I'm, I'm dealing with as well. And, um, Man, I feel like I'm failing everybody a little bit. Like I feel like nobody's getting my best version right now. Yeah. So that's true, man. It's I know it's crazy to think like when you have nothing to do, you're so divided up. I don't know. It's very bizarre. Fortunately, my my wife is you know my daughter is a pretty good self motivator when it comes to school. So like she's kind of taking care of business. Mm. We think. Um, today we were supposed to kind of like check in on her and make sure like check her grades or whatever her teachers are doing. Um, and my wife did that. So um, like really the big thing for me is after the school thing, which really only lasts like three or four hours max, um, four hours max is like trying to get her to do something that doesn't involve my wife and I who are trying to work. Mm -hmm. It it Mm. isn't, you know, it isn't just, sticking her you know gluing her phone to her face that's <laughs> that's what i'm trying to i'm like i don't know watch i'm seriously when you tell your kids to watch a tv show you, like what is happening in this world when that is the best alternative you know my my parents were like stop watching so much tv and now i'm like can't you just watch a show <laughs> you're so on point with that because it's like I don't want them watching YouTube for like these little clips I want them to watch hey here's a story here there's something going on because my situation exactly. I have a I have a 10 year old stepson and then I have a newborn he's uh, okay. nine months and then yeah. a four year old and now it's as crazy as it sounds The it's the 10 year old that's the most stir crazy and the hardest for me to motivate to do anything besides like the mindless nonsense that's not good, right? Right. And, and then everybody else. But, like, there's a part of me where I've been so good with the four-year-old. His name is Briscoe Kenny. By the way, my n- nine-month-year-old kid's name's D.O. Patton, just so you know. Oh, that's sweet. Yes, I named him after Ronnie James there. But uh, the <laughs> the four-year-old is like, I've been so good about not sticking an iPad in his face, right? And yeah. now, the last three weeks, ABC Mouse, right. which is good. I get it. 
but he's on an iPad like six hours a day. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, you, you know, you got to make those, you got to make the concessions, man. And it's hard not to feel bad about it sometimes, but yeah, like with my daughter, just like, I can't engage with you right now. And to make things worse, in Denver, the weather's going completely nuts. We're, I'm looking at about six inches of snow out my window um, that started last night, like after midnight. Wow. And it's been snowing nonstop. And it snowed on Monday or something, or Sunday and Monday, too. So it's really bizarre. And so she's, she's stuck in the house. She can't even do her, like, you know, masked walk that she's been taking every day. Dude, those are vital, <laughs> man. I got a jump rope. I was talking to... um. Uh, dude from I was doing, talking to JB from August Burns Red, and I was like, dude, I got a jump rope because they wouldn't send me weights. And I'm like, this is going to be easy for me. Jump roping is so hard. <laughs> right? so, I know it is. Dude, I know. It's so hard. And so I'm, I'm super proud of myself because it is much easier with the practice. Um, and then I've been going for like jogs around my neighborhood because it, there's like a path, but everybody's got the, like you said, the mask, and we're doing the six, we're doing the proper you know, distance right. and, um, because there's a ton, there's a ton of people, man. And I was just about to say that I go, I feel like I'm in, I'm in Las Vegas, by the way. I know you're in Denver. Oh, okay. So we, uh, and, um, I feel like, and I don't want to, you know, shit on my wonderful city. I feel like 60% of us are not exactly doing the social distance and like 40% are cause there's cars all over the road. It's never stopped. There's a lot of businesses still working. We're still hurting, but I still feel like it's not a all in type of thing from where I'm viewing. And uh, I'm not even, I don't, and that motivates me not to be all in if that's fair to say. So I'm no better, but uh, yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I, it's rare that I'm out or doing anything. Like I'm, I'm trying to take it pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I am like just my wife and I went for a walk yesterday and we crossed some of the major um, streets and uh, there was, a lot of traffic and Mm -hmm. i'm just like you guys not all of you work in construction you know which is basically the only thing going on Mm -hmm. i guess you know banks but they've basically closed down um you know everything but drive-throughs so you know it's just like where you guys go that's the other thing is where are you going like i can't figure out where they're going i'd like to know i'd like some place to go like give me where are you all headed (laughs) Um, you know, what has been cool to take my family to is we've been driving the Las Vegas Strip completely empty, which obviously I've n- oh, wow. never seen before. So that's something that's kind of cool to check out at night that and stuff. Cool. Yeah. But yeah. Um, again, so it's like, let's just get out of the house and do the drive. Anyways, everybody, Metal Sucks audience. I mean, Dan, we've been talking, but uh, the point is we're here to talk about Doomed Heavy Metal. That EP is out now by Chemist. I do want to get into the the EP, the record. Let's talk about the EP format real quick, if it's cool, Dan. What is your favorite EP of all time, or top three that you think are just flawless? Man, well, okay, I'm I'm bad at this because mm. my um my impression of an EP was that it was an extended play, which meant that it wasn't necessarily very long. And I'm pretty sure Doomed Heavy Metal is like 40 minutes it is. or more. So I don't know. I, I, people have been calling it an EP, but I'm not sure it is um, <laughs> to begin with. And yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely an LP kind of guy. I don't really, you know, if Fandango was an EP, which is kind of what this thing is loosely based off, that would be my number one. Uh, that's, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if we can call Fandango. That's ZZ Top. Right for everybody, correct. Yeah, yep. so everybody, and if you it, don't know, but um, it's the same format. You know, it's like one side live songs, and the other side, and the other side is recorded. Hmm, that's mm-hmm. cool though, man. I didn't know that part about it. So for me though, man, come Allison Chains, Jar of Flies is a considered. But that's an EP. An okay, EP. that's fantastic. I love that. Nine Inch Nails, Broken, consider an EP. It is not. It is broken. Even I swear. When, do you know? Do you remember when it? Are you a I don't know what your age is. Do you remember when it came out? It had two or three little mini discs in there um, in the packaging. It came with like the main CD, which was what, five tracks maybe? And then it had bonus tracks on smaller additional CDs. It was really cool. And, it, and they all matched and it was really neat, you know, art packaging. 
Yes, and because at the end of it, like it was like track ninety eight and ninety nine on the regular CD were those extra songs, if I remember, with the broken EP. It was maybe so, but, maybe so. I I bought that thing at Wax Tracks in Chicago, um, the week it came out. Nice, look at that, yeah. dude. Yeah, I, it's considered an EP. I, okay, I'm, I'm well, that's a great one. Yeah. And fixed too, I imagine then is is also an EP because that's even shorter. Yes. That's one of those bands, Nine Inch Nails, that um, I feel like their importance of music, like I felt it when I was there, but I always felt it was overpowered by other bands. But when you saw them live, you're like, okay, this is like the premier, you know, one of the premier bands of our time. But I feel now they really, really get the credit that I think they always deserve. Do you feel like there was kind of disparity? Because I just remember them not being the loudest band or not doing oh. interviews and things like that. But I remember seeing them live, and and now I feel like their music is just resonated with generation after generation after generation. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that kind of industrial music initially was, especially their to his style. Mm-hmm. Um, was a was you know I mean it was really underground right it was like underground compared to underground metal and I really think that like metalheads for a really long time didn't embrace it um, because of the kind of the Cynthia aspects of it um, but yeah I mean obviously Nine Inch Nails has become like one of the biggest bands in the world mm-hmm. and I believe if they weren't inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this last time they were on the they were nominated <clears throat> so yeah. you know it's I- it's pretty crazy. I still have a lot of people who are into metal and stuff who are just like, how can you listen to that? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I've, I've had yeah. the same experience. I, I no problem it. with Marilyn Manson. N- major issue with Nine Inch Nails. I don't get it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't get it either. It's a good, good point. It's, no, I, everyone, oh, Manson's great. No, how, how, how is this less, you know, whatever. But anyways, um, yeah, that's, and that to me was an EP. And then the other one for me was the, I don't know if you ever got the Mike Patton and Dillinger Escape Plan little EP that they put out years ago. I uh, totally remember it. I, d- I don't own it, but I, that is, that's awesome. Yeah. So anyways, but you're, we're, you're, I failed the EP question miserably. You did not. Chemist's new mini album. Okay. <laughs> Doomed heavy metal. Can we call that? Cause uh, it's got live tracks. I guess people don't count live tracks as tracks. I personally think the three songs you guys selected, one from each record, if I'm not mistaken, um, yep. are fucking just excellent, dude. And so, I really think that that's an important factor is that you kind of showed the journey from desolation all the way down, you know, in that format. Um, was that planned at all? Yeah. I, I mean, it became pretty clear there. I mean, there were a couple of factors into, you know, what songs we chose. Um, obviously performance, um, the live performance was, was key, you know, um, in, in two nights of recording we did two full, sets of different material each night um and two nights of recording you know there were some performances that weren't as good as others but i think good performance you know songs that um you know songs that we've liked and we thought would represent well on on a collection like this and then yeah absolutely like this is it was such a great opportunity um to you know do all three albums exactly like like you said and um it just makes it makes a ton of sense and the way we did it too, when we recorded and we played them live is uh, bloodletting. Um, you know, the two songs actually played live together and then we were able to um, get a good um, performance of the bereaved, which is, was kind of a, a big song for us, kind of a, a signature song for us for our first three, four five years. So it was awesome that it made it on there and when we're talking the live aspect and and all that as i mentioned i am in las vegas psycho vegas is saying it's going forward in august um our mayor is bickering with our governor trying to open everything up as soon as possible that's the vegas scene right now but Mm -hmm. the the point is is that it just because they open it up doesn't mean the bands that are booked will want to come and and be a part of that. What what mm-hmm. is your take? Because you guys are scheduled to perform Psycho Vegas this August. What is yep. it your take if um if they're like, all right, it's a go and let's go? Do you feel like, hey, it's not the time, or do you feel like, all right, it's willing to come out and, and play the show? Right, man. It's tough because, like you said, we're scheduled to play the show. Um, so if I can just somehow remove myself from that, I would, you know, personally. Um, as, as for instance, someone who would go to Psycho Las Vegas, which mm-hmm. I love to go, I would have gone this year if, you know, if we hadn't been asked to play, I, 
I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. I just, you know, to go from zero to everything in the course of a few months, even a couple or, you know, or less, just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm not a, I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist, but, um, I certainly would, as, as someone who would potentially go to the festival, I would definitely not go. Um, now as someone who's supposed to play the festival, I mean, I can tell you being a musician without performing really sucks. Um, and that really is a cool, a super cool festival. And um, we've played it before and it's just really a great time. But I really don't know how, I know it won't be nearly as great as, you know, it has been in the past. Um, and yeah, I, I I really don't know. I mean, it would have to be a band decision and we'd have to, you know, assess the level of risk at that time to us and to our fans and to just, you know, everyone, the people, everyone in the hotel and the, you know, the whole community there. So I couldn't really say for sure if we would do it or not at this point. Um, But I I can say it'd be nice. I kind of hope they change their mind so we don't have to have that discussion or make that decision. (laughs) And that's what I'm kind of waiting to see as a fan. Like I, I, I want the festival. This is a selfish me. I mean, you, you know the lineup: Merciful Fate at the gates, playing Slaughter of the Soul in its entirety, down playing Nolan in its entirety, Flaming Lips. I mean, Danzig playing yeah. Lucivich too. Like, there's all these just amazing Satyricon Emperor. I forgot to even mention. Like, there's so many right. amazing, you know, bands coming out there. Brutus, I've never seen. You know, you guys coming back out. So it's like this amazing thing of me like, all right, this means everything's back to normal. But Mm -hmm. if I go out there and we're all wearing masks and have gloves on our hands, that really means it's not back to normal and we're forcing it. You know, it's um, I go back and forth because like I really I really miss the it's just a vital part of my life, live music. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan. And so I really (laughs) miss it. But then on the, on the other side of that is like, well, I don't want to hurt my people in any way, you know, you know, or or the people that have my mindset. So, but the way the fans, I think, or at least I am, is like when the band starts saying they're not playing, that's Mm -hmm. when I'm going to kind of be like, okay, you know, because if they're willing to go do it, I feel like I have to be willing to go do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you'll see too, like bands like Emperor, I, with, I just, I just don't see, you know, the bands coming from other countries. I don't see that working out even you know, even in, um, August. Mm, Yeah. But I don't know. I, again, it's hard to predict. Right. And I mean, honestly, I had a meeting in person with someone, you know, four weeks ago and we're like, this is pretty crazy, huh? And, you know, he was like, they're, we're kind of overreacting. Don't you think? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And then two days later, every restaurants were closed. So, you know, and I haven't left my house since more or less, you know, so you just it's really hard to predict what how these things go i mean it goes some stuff happens really fast some stuff changes really slow and um there's there's just no model for a pandemic how to navigate a pandemic you know and from for me I, i really hate the fact that i can't trust um what I'm reading every day or understanding it like cause i I know we don't know answers, but there's headlines anywhere, and when News is for profit. Doesn't matter what channel you go to. You have to trust the doctors. You have to trust the news. But I also have that fear of like, okay, is this headline just because you didn't have one today and nothing happened? Like, and now I'm a little more scared, or is it because something happened? You know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. And and it's it's to have to shut off and then check the news every three days is kind of two days every is kind of where I'm at now. Um, right. It does make me feel less and less, I guess, worried, um, which <laughs> right. again, but even in conversations and, and I feel this way as a person, you know, people can spin anything they want, however they want it in a conversation, the news can spin it how they want it. Um, and when there's profit behind it and that's what worries me, you know, when it, when people are telling news, but it's like, Hey, we're making money while this is happening. That's where I get worried. Um, yeah, for sure. doesn't, and, and, and your interests aren't pure. Exactly. It doesn't mean that I'm, I don't believe them. I'm not trying to say anything like that. But what I'm trying to say is that it, it does make you have to step away, I guess, like yeah. from it completely and just trust what's going around in the environment. Um, 
But have you ever played a live stream show to fans or anything like that? That seems like it's going to be happening more and more um, with bands. Have you ever, you guys ever done anything like that? We've never done anything like that. No, I mean, we've, you know, I mean, it definitely would be <clears throat> almost impossible when we're all in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the technology is pretty difficult to make that happen. Um, but yeah, I think maybe in the near future when we can at least get in the same room together safely, um, that, maybe that'll happen. You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, it's certainly, if there's a, I guess if there's a demand for it, we'll, we'll evaluate it. It certainly doesn't for me personally, doesn't have a ton of appeal. Um, you know, for me playing with my bandmates in front of a crowd, there's this, there's this back and forth emotional and even, you know, spoken relationship. Um, and, and that's really to me, the live performance. Otherwise, it's just practice um, <laughs> with my with my bandmates. So, um, which is fine. We need to do it, but it's not like my favorite part of of being in this band. Mm. I miss it like crazy now, though, just because I miss getting out of the house and I miss seeing the guys. I miss, you know, being creative and um, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, who'd have thought? I mean, it's not like I was Alec Iverson. Like I hate practice. It was like no, I like practice, but it's not the same as performing live. Oh, dude, absolutely. No, there's no, there's no way. Like, like I said, that whole, it's a, it's a whole community that comes together to celebrate, right. you know, and that feeling's yeah. like priceless, man. I mean, there's so many like epiphany moments when people talk about epiphany or whatever that I've had at shows where I'm like, I wasn't even aware and it just captured me, you know? Um, yep. and that's, that's why we love it, dude. But, but truthfully, you know, we do have the, the mini LP coming out, you, Great cover of Rainbow in the Dark on there. Two tracks that a lot of people are kind of hard to find. One was off a of seven inch, if I recall, and then the three live songs. But you guys, two years, Desolation is going to celebrate its two year anniversary in June. So were you guys planning on kind of getting in the studio and doing a record uh, this summer or anything like that? Or was it going to be more focused on touring? Um, no, well, both. So originally the plan was to do, um, was to get in the studio this summer originally try to get something out by the end of the year. Um, the end of last year got pretty busy, um, for all of us. Um, Ben was completing his PhD. A lot of things were going on. So we, so at that point we were shooting to get in the studio closer to the end of this year. Um, and then the, and get the next album out, um, early 2021, um, how that is going to change. I don't know. You know, we were, um, we were kind of already fighting a little bit for studio time with our, our producer, Dave Otero, mm-hmm. um, not fighting him, but, you know, trying to, trying to find time with him. And that was already, already looking fairly tough for the end of the year. And even the beginning of 2021. So what, so yeah, I guess the answer to that is, we, we kind of ruled 2020 out for release a little while ago. And we were planning on um, trying to get as much touring in, especially in Europe um, this year as we could. And, um, and then of course we had festivals like psycho and um, another one more local here in New Mexico, uh, New Mexico um, that got, that got canceled. So anyway, 2020 was going to be more, you know, getting out, um, getting out to Europe, trying to play some festivals and then, um, record the album late 2020 and get it out early 2021. So I don't know, man, I just don't, we're, you know, we have material we're going to continue to write. Um, it would be nice to be able to get in the same room together and, and, you know, work out some ideas and, um, I think that's definitely going to be our next priority, especially with all the uncertainty surrounding future tours and festivals is that, you know, we have an album to write. We're excited to write it and, um, and get it out there. Nice dude. No, you're right. There's a lot of uncertainty to, and that's the thing about like doing questions these days. I'm like, I'm asking so many things that we don't know anything about. Isn't this, I feel like I've, I've known less about what's going on in my life now than ever before. It's, it's a very strange, uh, feeling of like not being in control it's very strange do you feel that as well oh totally yeah i mean it's i'm i'm in a weird spot right now because ever since this whole thing went down i've had 
a project that, that for work that's just been kind of a nightmare and I've been working my butt off like literally 60 hour weeks are probably on the low end um so I've kind of that's kind of given me a lot of control like I know what I'm going to do every day I know I have these <clears throat> deadlines and milestones and all this stuff I need to you know get and I need or or this is a problem it needs to be fixed by this amount of time so this other thing can happen so I've been really I know that sounds crazy but I've been really fortunate to have that like certainty in my life um last night I I didn't have to work after dinner and I was like what what the hell what the hell do I do now that that's when it hit me I was like oh man it's this is kind of weird like I don't know what to do with myself all of a sudden kind of like what you were saying you know for the first time in a long time I don't know what to do with myself so yeah it's um, it's it's a strange feeling man not setting the alarm to take a shower and do it <laughs> it's like okay i can wake i guess i can sleep in because i'm gonna yeah not shave today <laughs> so but uh it, yeah it's a weird one so i do want to touch base on one last question before i let you go dan one more time okay. everybody i want to let you guys know chemist's new mini e mini album Doom. Um, you can call an EP, dude. Can, I, was just, <laughs> I was just horsing around. Chemist's new EP, Doomed Heavy Metal, is out right now, guys. Pick it up. It's Like you said, it's 38 minutes. It's six songs, three great tracks live, and then obviously the Rainbow in the Dark um, cover, which is fantastic, starts off the record. Let me ask you this, because uh, you guys did choose Ronnie James Dio to cover, obviously. One of a favorite, obviously a favorite of mine. Um, in your favorite opinion... Course, yeah. In your opinion, what is the best Ronnie James Dio era? Rainbow era, Black Sabbath and Heaven Hell era, or his solo era? I mean, his solo era produced so much quintessential. I I like I really like Rainbow. By the way, I'm mm. I'm a fan for sure, and uh, like the Rising and um, those albums really a lot. But I just feel like you know the quintessential Dio, the Holy Divers, the Rainbows. Those those songs um, are really just such a. That's I think what people associate with Dio, and so I have I would have to say where he made a name for himself, and where he, you know he he was the centerpiece of the band. Um, I think that's probably the best era. And there are just so many bangers that came out of there. Although I just picked up <clears throat> um, was it Heaven and Hell, the mm-hmm. Black Sabbath album, The Devil You Know. <sighs> Yeah, man, it's Bro. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Bible Black. I remember getting goosebumps when I I, I saw him play that song live. Uh, oh wow! And when the last, uh, I guess I guess one of the last tours. I got to be honest, like I can't remember exactly. It was like two thousand nine, eight. I can't remember. Um, years, years. I always get tricked on now because I'm, I'm older. But the sure. yeah, Bible Black, dude. What a tr- dude. But and I was just about to say that's my favorite era is the Black Sabbath era because the two records he did with Sabbath and then Dehumanizer was as heavy as like Judas Priest Painkiller. They came out around the same time. I'm like, this is what it's about, you know. Just music yeah. wasn't in tune with that. And then the Devil, you know. It blew my mind, man. It blew my it's, mind. It's super good. It it yeah. it totally underrated for mm-hmm. sure, you know. Yeah. And it was by me for years too, honestly. I was just like kind of kind of skipped it, you know, which was un- which was unfortunate, but um yeah, I mean, Dio is obviously a huge influence on on so many of us and uh we're stoked we got to do the song and I'm really excited that it um, I just think it turned out really good. I'm pretty proud of it. Oh, it turned out fantastic. So, and we're going to play it at the end of the show here, guys. But before that, Dan, I just want to thank you so much, man, for calling into the Metal Sucks podcast, dude. Of course, man. Thanks for having me.
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
And we are back, guys. First song you heard is the cover I was telling you about, Rainbow in the Dark, Dio. Fantastic cover. Probably my favorite Dio cover of all time. I'll say it over and over again. I can't stop listening to that version of that. What a fantastic job they did. Their new record, Doomed Heavy Metal, is out now. Next song you guys heard is from a band called Sojourner. And their new album, Premonitions, is out now. That song is called Fatal Frame. Fantastic record, guys. Once again, Sojourner, S-O-J-O-U-R-N-E-R. And the last song you guys heard is from Canadian band Lovitar. That song is called Silica, and their new album, Lightless, is out now, guys. Make sure you check out all three of these records. They're fantastic. With that, I want to thank everybody once again for the five-star reviews we keep getting on iTunes. Every week we check, every week it's growing. You guys are the best. That's all we ask for on this show. That's what keeps us going. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to go over to that iTunes and just click that five-star for us. Don't have to write a review. We don't care about those. Just clicking the the stars is all that matters for us. And I want to thank everybody once again for all the support we got on our other podcast, Rise to Offend. Make sure you guys keep supporting us there. And with that, until next week, my friends. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.